if, if it not be you, Lord, don't even bring it to remembrance. Uh, Lord, I ask you to shine light on your word, Lord. Bring us some understanding, um, Lord, to keep us patient and to keep us like you, Lord, filled with love. Um, let every word be filled with love this morning. Um, Tim had asked me to share a message. Uh, that morning I woke up with Esau on my mind. Um, Esau was on my mind. Um, and then later that morning, somebody called me. His name is Carmel. That's his name. And it's going to be kind of fitting. This morning, the verses that we're going to be going over, like Tim called me and said, hey, would you have a message? And I, Esau and Jacob were on my mind. And I was just meditating on these two brothers. And all the verses about these guys um, are pretty well known. And uh, the Holy Spirit's alive. Someone requested this song this morning, and we didn't sing it. I am not skilled to understand. Um, a lot of times in the Bible, it says, believe all things, and I do that. Um, Jacob and Esau, we can all say the verses. We all know he sought repentance and couldn't find it. Um, we all know he sold his birthright. But I want to yada these things and to get a deeper understanding of them this morning. Um, so I prayed for that, and I prayed for that, and the Lord has been increasing my understanding every day. The things that have been happening this week just kind of shed light on it. Um, so I wake up, and I'm asking myself, who am I? Am I Jacob or Esau, or am I somebody else? A lot of times when we, we read the Bible, we try to see if we, we can find ourselves in there. I used to watch movies. I'd always try to figure out who I was. I read a book, Who Am I in Here?, uh, so I've been examining myself this week. Am I in there? Am I Jacob or am I Esau? And, you know, uh, these two guys, you know, you guys all might know the stories really well. I don't think I'm going to share a verse that anybody doesn't know. But so often I'll know the answer for something. Um, so this week I was cleaning windows. And if you've ever cleaned windows, sometimes you can see your reflection. And I'm sitting there really intently cleaning these windows, wondering, am I Jacob or Esau? And God hates, I want to remind us, God hates, this is a good verse for this, the things that man highly esteems, God hates. The things that, no, I'm a Christian, the things I like, God likes. The things that man highly esteems, God abhors them. And that includes me. So we have to be really careful with these things. I came up here, right? I want to, so this is the thing. Carl called me. Um, a lot of times I have a hard time really understanding things because I see them carnally. I see them as a man sees them. Even my marriage, I see it from a physical level. I live in this physical world, and we're here. So I'm going to seem to get off the rails for a while, but hopefully we get back on the rails. So um, the things that God... Highly, the things that man highly esteems, God hates them. That's, we're going to have to remember that. So I came up here pretending to be Esau, and God blessed Jacob. One of the promises is if you bless Jacob, we'll be blessed. But I'm going to tell you, I don't like Jacob. I like Esau. Maybe you guys aren't like that. You know, Maybe you guys are past that. But... Um, I hope this all comes together. There's a lot to unpack here. Um, 
So I just want to talk about the characteristics of Esau and talk about the characteristics of Jacob. Their names, right? Uh, their names, uh, Esau was a hairy man, a red hairy man, right? Edom, Esau, Esau, and he was a man. Jacob means trickster or deceiver, right? And I, I was kind of thinking about this, like, their characteristics, like I wanted to bring it, like to flush it out. You know, like I want you to imagine that tough man hunter, right? And what's Esau doing? God loved him. I mean, what's Jacob doing? God loved him. He's a shepherd and God always loves shepherds. But I think about today, if they were here today, I can imagine like um, Esau would be, uh, if he was a mechanic, he'd be out in the garage putting turbos on trucks. Right? He'd be putting turbos on trucks, fixing them up. You'd want to hang out with him. He'd be getting greasy. He'd be a man's man. And where would Jacob be? He'd be in the office. What would he be doing in the office? Paperwork. He's probably cooking the books. Who do you like? You like the hunter guy? Or do you like the guy, you know, sitting in the grass twiddling his thumbs? Right? Um... What other things? You know, on a construction site, Esau would have his tool bag on properly, not backwards. He'd be swinging hammers. Jacob be near the edge of the roof. So, who do we like? I can tell you who I like, who I'm drawn to. But God says he loves, so I want to love Jacob too. And that's where I find myself in a lot of these stories. The Bible says it, so that's what I do. So I want to take me back to cleaning windows this week. Reflecting upon my reflection. Am I Jacob or Esau? Working along. This guy comes up behind me and says, Oh, that's how you do it. I said, Oh, yeah, greetings to you. How's it going? You know? <laughs> yeah, well, that looks kind of fun, blah, blah, blah. And I said, oh. So I slowed down for a second and talked to him. I said, Oh, do you work at the bank here? He's dressed real sharp. He goes, No, I'm just a customer. Started talking to him. I said, Oh, what's going on in your life? I said, I nearly died yesterday, he said. I just met this guy five seconds. I nearly died yesterday. Okay, well, I slow down my window cleaning a little bit. What happened? You know, he's telling me he was late for work and driving like a, you know, he was driving careful, but, you know, nearly got in a head-on collision. I said, man, you nearly died yesterday. What would have happened if you would have died? I would have gone to heaven. He knew all the, like, I'm a born-again, saved, believer, saint. Like, he knew all the words, covered the gamut. I was kind of like, okay. And, um, you know, well, I'm so glad you're a believer, you know. And doctrine matters. I, I talked to him about some verses, and, you know, I ended up hanging out with this guy for how many hours? This was an hour job, two hours. This guy followed me around, and I talked to him. And I was just kind of blown away. He started asking me questions about things, you know, and what came to remembrance. He asked me about this count, uh, he asked me about this group called Counting Crowns, this concert he was trying to go to. And he, th he thought the tickets were kind of high priced. And I said, okay, he goes, what do you think about that? And I said, well, I don't know. You know, it's a, somebody, uh, somebody shared a song with me. It's called A Slow Fade, right? And I'm going to say this. I don't think it's a slow fade. I think it's a steep cliff. And that's going to be something to remember, right? 
Uh, he goes, yeah, that's their song. And I said, yeah. He goes, what do you think about it? I said, well, how long have I been talking to you? He says, about a half an hour. I said, give me $100. And he says, what do you mean? I said, you think I do this for free? You think I share the word of God for free? Give me $100. And he's kind of like, he doesn't know me yet. He's kind of like, oh, I said, I said, it's preaching. You don't pay for preaching. Sing it. And I said, Lord, lift me up and make me stand by faith. He comes in. On heaven's table land, a higher plane than I have found. Lord, play. Arise. He starts singing with me. He could have probably led 631. I'm not skilled to understand, it says. I questioned this guy's doctrine. He had all the doctrine. He had all the answers, and I do too. Like, we're going to go over Jacob and Esau. And I'll have all the answers, right? Um... But I want a deeper understanding of things, and I think we can have that. Um, I was just blown away. So this man, and this is going to be really important, he started confessing to me. He was a younger man. He was 41. Um, he started confessing to me that he was a slave to sin for 15 years. It says, confess our sins to one another and pray for one another. I prayed with him. Right? I know what to do. And my heart was in it, and I love him. And you know, I tried to get his phone number, and he tells me his phone's broken. He pulls it out of his pocket. It just broke that day. I said, what are you carrying it around for? Oh, I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't be carrying it. Well, it's broken. It doesn't matter. I said, I think you should put your phone underneath your tire and drive over it. I said, it's a miracle your phone's broken. Praise God. Everybody has a phone, he said. I said, it says, don't compare yourself to other people. And I shared some things with him. You know, like, so uh, I was at a gathering for Helix's birthday recently, and I asked everybody for their, I, however I said it, it was vague enough that people did not know I, I wanted their testimonies. And it was vague enough that I did not get, like, their testimonies of exactly when they were born again. And I think probably eight people shared their testimonies. But it was really interesting. The testimonies were all, like, we're, we're going to keep walking the road. And, and there's something to this. There is today. So let's get to Jacob and Esau. Um, I don't know if I can add to the story. Um, we got these two brothers, right, born later in somebody's life. Um, one is a punk. One is a punk. His name is Deceiver. God loves him. The other guy is actually a pretty cool dude. Right? Playing basketball? This guy would be pulling down the rims. Jacob, what would he be doing? Deflating the ball? Fouling people trying to trip him up? Who do we like? So, and these are physical characteristics. So we can, so I'm like, which one am I? Who do I like, Lord? I know what you do, but I want a greater understanding of this. I want a greater understanding of this. So it says in the Bible. It says that it's not because of what they've done or who they are that God loves them. He has mercy on who he has mercy. So that's a carnal stuff that I'm focused on, right? So I can just throw that in. I think this is actually an example of like God uses the weak, right? To that he uses the simple things to confound the wise. Like, this man is a deceiver, and God loves him, and it's not about our characteristics. That's what he's trying to tell us. It's not about the things that 
we highly esteem. Okay, so Lord, what is it about this guy then? And this is where I got a little bit of deep understanding. It says, because he, well, it's two things, right? He, he liked the Canaanite women, or the Canaanite women liked him. I don't know. I would say the Canaanite women liked him. Both these guys are twins, right? They're both born at the same time. Um, they both were of marrying age. You know, Esau's got two wives, probably supermodels. Everybody likes him. The other guy doesn't have a wife yet. It doesn't say that. I'm saying that. So you can throw that. You can throw that out if you want to. But he does have two wives. And um, oh, I think I just came off the rails there. Um, so uh, Jacob is loved by God. Esau is hated by God. Um, okay, yeah, so it's not about these physical things that God is concerned about. Jacob, well, it says Esau despised his birthright, right? So I can read that, and I can understand that. He despised his birthright. But I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I say, so what? Is there anybody in here, and this message is, I thought it was just for the oldest born. Is anybody in here the oldest, the eldest? Is anybody in here the eldest? Okay. Um, is anybody in here not the eldest? Okay. I probably should have seen everybody's hands. Right? This is just for the eldest or not the eldest. And I'm the eldest. Okay? And I remember I was told, I remember I was told that I used to pick on my siblings. And I can remember, like, I mean, I, I remember like physically assaulting some of my siblings, and I've asked them to forgive me for that. But I'm really thankful for memories, and I'm thankful for second witnesses of home videos. So there's some home videos that are just kind of candid videos, snapshots of my life when I was a kid. And if you're the oldest, maybe you can relate with this. I'm twice the size of my siblings. I'm four years older than the next nearest brother. And there's this little guy coming up to me, karate kicking, saying, you want a piece of me? 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 You, for five minutes, I finally take him and throw him on the couch. I didn't hurt him. But, oh, I was being mean to my brother. And this is the thing. We, we have brothers. Um, I was the oldest. It seems like there was always a race going on, always a competition. And you younger ones who are not the older, you always look at your older brother in a certain way, don't you? He's the one that's getting everything. And we don't even do this anymore. So, you know, he despised his birthright. We might even say, who cares even more so now? Because don't the parents make sure everything's really well split up? But that was not the case before. The birthright went to the eldest. So this probably doesn't we despise his birthright so much. And like, I used to think, like, yeah, everything's mine. You know, you guys better stay in line. I'm the oldest. The younger ones are thinking. I remember my brother saying to me one time, my birthday's coming up. I'm going to be older than you one day. He thought that. So there's this, this competition. Jacob was holding on to the heel of Esau when he was born. Get off of me. You know, my brother would say, oh, you're born four years older than me, so you're the, you're the man in charge, right? So Esau's born, like, what, a couple seconds before Jacob? A couple seconds? So what? So you're born first. And I'm sure, like, you know, he's sitting here, where's Jacob? 
man, this birthright, I'm born a couple seconds older, and I get all this responsibility. I'm kind of tired of this. You know what? I'm a humble dude. I don't even care about this kind of stuff. Esau might be thinking. Andy might be thinking. I don't even care about this birthright stuff. That's a worldly thing. You know what? I'll tell you what. I'm not even going to worry about that. I don't care about it. I'll tell you how much I don't care about it. You can have it. You can have that stuff. You care about the house, all that kind of stuff. Who gets the most sheep? I'll be fine. I don't even care about that stuff. I was born a... You can have it for a bowl of chili. You can have it for a bowl... Wait a second. I'm Esau now, aren't I? Am I despising my birthright? And so this is what he kind of gave me some understanding on. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Salvation, I said last time I spoke, salvation isn't easy. Great salvation. This salvation we have, this inheritance, those who overcome get the right to eat from the tree of life. And we hold a great salvation. We have it. We are inheritors. Amen. So it's not about the physical thing, and that's my problem. I'm always so focused on that physical story. These were real men. They really had lives. But it's a physical thing to represent the spiritual, and I I don't know why I can't grasp that sometimes. Right? And I, I can get a glimpse of it, but he's been shining more light on it, right? We, we have something that is great. And okay, we would never trade it for anything, right? We wouldn't. Because it's so great. We know that. We're not going to trade it. And I think like, I think we can kind of deceive ourselves. I can, that I'm not going to trade it. We can have all the right doctrine, We can know all the right things. We can have all the right Bible answers, right? Because I do, right? I remember times in my life where I thought I had understanding. I gave the right answer. But I didn't yada it. I didn't experientially know it. So I just want us to really, I want us to be really careful about this thing, this great salvation, right? It says, uh, how shall we be saved if we neglect it, right? Right? Um, so I want to go back to um, my friend I met with the broken phone. Stick it underneath your tire, I said. The Bible gives some really tough stuff. Pull out your eyeball, cut your arm off, right? Um, he knows all the right answers. He knows all the right answers. He knows, like, I, I was blown away. Like, like this is a Christian of Christians. And I said, have you confessed, have you confessed this sin to brothers you're close to? Because he confessed it to me pretty quickly. And he goes, yeah. I said, are they free of it? And he goes, I, I don't know, I think so. And I said, well, if they didn't tell you they were, if they didn't give you victory, I said, why don't you fast for a week? He said, what do you mean? Like, I, like he would die. Oh, he goes, oh, you mean give up my phone for a week. I said, yeah, that's a good start. But I said, you don't need to eat. That's a lie. The enemy is a liar. 
If something's causing you to sin, remove it. Right? The flesh, the flesh is stronger than we think. And I don't want to say that, but somebody said that to me and I said, that's trash. Like you're, you're, you know, the Holy Spirit's the strongest thing. But our flesh, like, we have to whip it. We have to mortify it. Um, so this bowl of chili, it's a really small thing. And we might think it insignificant. But, so I said to him, I said, you know, I, I believe that it's supernatural. I said, the Lord appoints all times and places, right? I said, there's things I struggle with. You know, the Lord showed me that I'm greedy, right? But I have victory here, I told him. And I said, and I, I will tell you that I have victory. And I said, it's not a, by chance your phone's not working today. You know, oh, I need it for DoorDash. You got another job? Yeah. You make enough money? Yeah. So you don't need to do DoorDash, I said. That's the enemy. You know? I got his phone number. I told him, call me from your mom's phone. Like he was going to get a new phone. And it's a, it, I would say a phone's a small thing. He said, everybody has them. And I said, yeah, but maybe you don't get to have them. So I just want us to examine ourselves. I think we all have a bowl of chili, right? I think we all have a bowl of chili. And I said to him, I said, you know, liars won't inherit the kingdom of heaven. Sexually immoral will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Um, greedy people won't inherit the kingdom of heaven. Like, we want it. We have, the, we have a precious birthright. And I, I say this to like, I want us to amen that, right? Like, we have this precious thing, and we have it. But we have to keep holding on to it. Um, and then I was thinking more about, like, the Lord, I didn't know, like, I didn't know, like, how I was going to, like, finish this today. And I was thinking more about Jacob, right? So here's the great thing. God loved Jacob, right, through all that stuff. He was not perfect. But what he did was he desired the birthright. Esau despised it, but Jacob really wanted it. And you were talking about contentment. No, you said uh, satisfaction. Satisfaction. Uh, fear of God leads to satisfaction and eternal life. Right. Um, contentment is not settling. We are. We're not settling. But we have to desire. We have to desire this thing we have, like we don't have it. We have to keep desiring it more and more. And he, like, I mean, he did some bad stuff to get it, right? The inheritance. But he ended up giving up everything when he came back. Do you remember that? He sent everything ahead. He didn't hold back anything. And he got a new name from that, didn't he? What was his new name? Israel. And I have a habit, like when I read the Bible and it says Israel, I always say wrestles with God or strives with God. We have to continue to do that. Right? God wants us to strive, strive, continue to do that, like to keep desiring it badly like we don't have it. We have to fight for that thing. Um, so he gets a new name, Israel, right? Um, and like, I was thinking, man, and you know, he's lived a long life, you know, like Israel like, and I was kind of thinking about Israel when he was an older man this morning, and something just came to me, okay? And I think I'll finish with this. So, Israel or Jacob, he, what did he spend a lot of his life doing, like, older on? 
He spent a long time mourning the death of his son, Joseph, right? The child of a promise. Oh, I want to talk about this. This is something else that's been going on this week. Somebody has been sending me um, all these inheritance things this week. Like they've been saying, oh, your grandfather was this, blah, blah, blah. I guess I'm related to the king of England. Pretty exciting, right? And I was kind of thinking about like this inheritance thing. Like a lot of people call themselves sons of Abraham. Okay? They all do that. There's actually like this coalescing right now of like three religions into one. Oh, Abraham's all our father. Okay, well, they can't all call Isaac their father. Right? You're either a child of a promise or a child of a slave. Right? And then it goes even further. Like, the Bible even, it even takes us further. It takes us to this Jacob and Esau. Right? And I think it's which of those? Are you going to strive? Are you going to be a striver? Or the cool one? You know? Who's good? You know? Who, who kind of, and you know what? He actually come to, he came to realization, didn't he? That this was a precious thing. But it was too late. I read in the Bible recently uh, and none of, nobody believes this. And this guy that, with the phone, this guy didn't believe this either. He does not think that, you know, you say these magic words. Like he would amen that those whose names are not erased or blotted out of the Lamb's Book of Life. He would know these verses. He's not giving any license for sin. But I think he's deceived himself. He's not realizing that this is a little bowl of lentil soup. So, you know, we have to strive to enter in. So, um, so I was thinking about Israel. What did he do for most of his life? He mourned. He mourned. Like, I don't think it was a good time. Imagine you're the, the child, like Joseph was this child kind of of a promise, right? And it's not, you know, the, the lineage doesn't come through the, from there. And there's a lot to, I'm, I'm not, that's not the message today. But this was the child of a promise to him from this woman of love, right? And he mourned that loss his entire life, right? He mourned that loss. Like the disciples mourned Jesus when he died. And I'm going to finish with this. Like when he found out the son is not dead. Like, amen, right? And then he got to spend some great time in Goshen. And that's just a, a physical thing to represent the spiritual. Right? The son is not dead. The son is not dead. Just imagine real quickly, like, you, you, like God knows his son was going to die. And he knows he's going to be born again. But it's still a, it's a mourning thing. You know? Um, so I hope you guys are encouraged by that. You know? Um, <laughs> We can desire, right? Like, so if we're like Jacob, we've made some mistakes, right? But, um, but I, I, there's a warning there too. I hope that was clear. So. Um.